Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast that bridges uh, business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. And I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. Excited to be with you today. And I'm, I just want to jump right into this conversation. I just sat down at the kitchen table of Rachel Fox Kippett, otherwise known as Rachel Fox, uh, from NWA Girl Gang. And uh, we connected not too long ago uh, online. And I just looked at everything that NWA Girl Gang was doing. And I was really interested to want to learn more about Rachel and about her mission and just about just the movement that is taking place here in Northwest Arkansas. And so uh, without further ado, Rachel, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thanks for coming over today. I'm so excited to do this. This is my very first podcast. so And it probably won't oh. be your last. So, But 
no, we, we started talking, for those of you that are listening, uh, we started talking about a lot of things. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much good content that I shared in, in the 30 minutes that I've already been in her home, uh, hanging out with her and her husband, Scott, and her son, Ethan, and her other two kids are in school right now. But I got the chance to build some buildings with her son and hang out with her dogs and, and, um, <laughs> You know, it, it was it was really good, but that's you know that we're full service here when it comes to podcasting. We do, we go wherever we need to go, and we do whatever we need to do to to get a great podcasting episode. So I'm just sitting here with Rachel, and I would love it for you just to kind of share with the audience. I know people have seen you before; uh, they've seen NWA, NWA Girl Gang on Instagram. They've seen you represent it, represent your organization on several of the local news stations, and uh, but I, I would just like for you to kind of tell the audience a little bit about who Rachel Fox is and and then I'd like you to kind of get, share the superhero origin WA girl gang yeah. and how it came about. Oh, wow. So it, it's hard for me to to pick a spot to start because it's we have I have a very complicated background, but um I think it started with having my firstborn. Um she was born with Down syndrome. Her name is Eva. Mm-hmm. And um, so my husband and I have been advocating for her, but not only that, but advocating for people to be represented equally, no matter of their ability, you know, no matter their abilities. And, um, and so I come from an art and photography background in advertising, marketing and media. Okay. My husband and I are also from Rochester, New York. Um, and then I have some family that is, are there. I have some family in Brooklyn right now. And so we came from a really colorful, creative city that's just a melting pot of different backgrounds. And um, when you're in an older city, you know, you see that, you know, yeah. Philadelphia and, you know, NYC, Boston, which you know about, you right. know, so we we lived in a neighborhood when we had Eva that you know there was a doctor a couple houses down but there was also people that were you know in halfway houses so yeah <laughs> you know and you, but you lived together right <clears throat> and it's a beautiful thing diversity is a beautiful thing um inclusion is a beautiful thing but it wasn't until i became a parent of a child that was not seen as being typical yeah. where it was just a complete change of perspective and then you started to see all of the problems in our society to where "Mm, that's not right you know and you start questioning the way things are done because you have a child that might be neglect i mean neglected in society or being left out or treated differently and that's not okay so um so I started working with the Changing the Face of Beauty movement um, when Eva was around two years old, and that was to really promote diversity within media and advertising and marketing and entertainment um, because there was a real void of, of diversity in, in these areas, in, you know, in visual, you know, eight, you know, in, in in like, you know, at, well, I mean, on TV, in magazines, um, in photography. Um, and so, um, I worked really hard with my photography skills and also my husband who was a professional photographer at one point, um, to try and create these editorials with children to, of, of all colors, of all ethnicities, um, of all abilities, because we didn't have that. Um, and so fast forward, the 
industry has changed a lot. Now we're seeing more inclusive forms of, of um, advertising and marketing and media. And we're also seeing some incredible people in the disabled community and the dis- differently abled community that are in, you know, walking the runway and on movies and right. having their own shows and running their own businesses. And they're doing it because they didn't have a voice. And we have, you know, adults with different abilities saying, Hey, no, I'm doing this thing, right? right? I'm doing the darn thing. Yeah. Um, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. So we have given people with different abilities a voice. And so inclusion, diversity, that's my jam, right? Okay. Um, that's what's most important to me because, you know, I know f- firsthand as a parent of a child that has different abilities that, you know, there's a place for her and she is going to kill it, right? right <laughs> she's going right. to, she's going to be amazing. Um, and so, um, I started working for Babykins Magazine, which is an international children's magazine as an advertising director. Um, and so it was important for me to work with brands um, that represented children of all abilities and ethnicities and backgrounds through the magazine, which was mostly geared towards children's clothing, toys, you know, every, everything. Um, so... It was a really incredible experience to work on something like that where we where I, I could um, I could actually make a difference through my work by doing um, contributing to the blog. So I was a blog contributor, but also it opened a whole bunch of doors to speak as an advocate of a parent in the special needs community, but also an advocate for um, for Down syndrome and um, and inclusion in in you know the industry yeah and so um so i started working with brands um to to continue to to promote that that mission that i had to make sure that we were representing all kids at all times you right know? right and um and that just led to a whole bunch of different opportunities and then we we found ourselves in north carolina And my daughter, Eva, was in an inclusive preschool with children of all abilities, Um, regular, you know, regular kids. I hate using the word typical or regular, but, you know, it was a regular preschool class that was inclusive. There, There were children that have different abilities in the class and we loved it. And then it was time to transition to kindergarten and, uh, and they said, well, she's not going to kindergarten because she's not ready for kindergarten and we don't have another place to put her. So they were telling us the only option was that she needed to go into a self-contained classroom, which means that she's in a classroom that is is primarily children with uh, – primarily children on an IEP, which okay. means they have um, – a different ability or they are behind or, you know, whatever the case is, or they may have autism, they have some sort of diagnosis. Um, and so to me, that was, that really hurt because I have a daughter that thrives off of being around regular kids, you know, typical kids. She mirrors behaviors. She looks to, to other kids to be, you know, for their example, um, and she really excels, which is why she did so amazing in a regular dance class. And we found out that she's a beautiful dancer. But if you don't give them the opportunity to try, you know, 
these things, then how are you ever going to know what their strengths and what their weaknesses are, but really where they can shine. Right. And so it was always important for me to play to her strengths. And um, we were just so upset that we had to go into this um, inclusive or uh, exclusive, um, but this self-contained classroom where she wouldn't be with other kids, other regular kids. Yeah. And so, um, we felt like she was neglected, that things weren't happening the way we wanted them to. Um, and it was time for the next school year where they were going to, I, I, I like to say bully because they don't give you options. Mm -hmm. So I felt like we were bullied into agreeing to a classroom that was called an intellectually disabled classroom. Right. (laughs) That was the name of the classroom where she would never be able to be mainstreamed, where she'll never be able to get a, a regular diploma a high school diploma and it's a path that you really can't get out of. And so we took the County to mediation and nobody helped us. Um, and we had to navigate our rights as a parent to try to figure out how we were going to get Eva on the right path of of an inclusive education and to be in a regular kindergarten classroom. So we'd be holding her back, but she'd be on the right path of, of a general ed placement. And it was exhausting. And we had to pay money for somebody, a speech pathologist, to prove that she was academically capable. Mm-hmm. They want proof. Our yeah. word isn't good enough as parents, even though we know what the best you know setting is for our child and the least restrictive environment for her. But it's not good enough because it means money, right? They have to pay people to be you know an extra teacher and assistant. They have to pay money to you know be on call as you know a as she transitions to classrooms or, you know, whatever she might need. Right. So, um, we, we knew this was going to be a really long and exhausting road in the state of North Carolina, um, and with the schools. And we really didn't see, um, we, we could have gone a private route, but, um, oftentimes private schools don't have the special ed resources that they need, um, to, to uh, make our kids most successful. Sometimes they lack in, in the money for that kind of funding in that area. And so, um, you know, we weren't really connecting with with Raleigh in North Carolina. We love everybody in North Carolina, and it was a beautiful place, and we have family still there, yeah. and so it was a great place to visit. Um, but we just knew as a, as a parent of a child with different abilities, it was just going to be a battle that we'd have to fight every single year. And so my editor that I was working for, for Babykins magazine said, Hey, I'm moving to Northwest Arkansas. And we started researching the area and my husband's like, Whoa, there's bike trails. And it's like the best dog parks and the schools and the yeah. And there's all of these awards for Northwest Arkansas. And we're like, what's going on in Northwest Arkansas? Right. Um, we need to know about this. And so we researched Northwest Arkansas and the area and the housing market and everything. And it just lined the stars aligned. Mm. And then we found out about Bentonville schools and, um, and, and that we had a really a pretty good chance at, at getting a regular education for Eva. And, um, as we're fighting to get the placement, cause an IEP travels no yeah, matter what absolutely. state you're in. Yeah. And so we needed them to give us the placement for a regular ed, mm-hmm. you know, setting and so we did and then we hopped in our utah u-haul and we blindly moved here wow we did um video tours of houses here and so we didn't even see this house before we moved here here. we didn't see the area we're just like nope we need to be here in northwest arkansas and we're not moving anywhere and we're going to be here at least until the kids are done with school School, (laughs) but i've i've 
we've just felt so connected to Northwest Arkansas before we even moved. Um, and they, um, and they welcomed us with open arms in the Bentonville schools and said, yeah, you want an inclusive education? You want a regular ed placement? Come on in. And we Mm. said, Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's just, you you have to surround yourself with people that get it right. Absolutely. No, I, I love, I love that story. And I'm, I'm actually glad that you told it that way, the way that you did. And you aren't the first person that I've, I've spoken to on this podcast, as well as just in general, and in, in me being here for five years, that has kind of told me kind of a, a serendipitous story about how they ended up here, right? You know, your yeah. your your boss or someone that you've worked with, my boss at the time, and someone that I had worked with previously, we were owners of a company together. He convinced me to move here. There wasn't a, a snowball's chance, and you know what, that I was actually moving to Northwest <laughs> Arkansas prior to that. But just things happen for a reason. And now I look back five years later, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here, and it's great. And you know, it, it's you know, it is a different place, and and every place has its challenges. But you know, again, I I wanted to create this podcast just for the simple reason of getting this message out about this great place in the middle of the country that um, where not not only are there successful businesses but there are successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. yeah. there are successful individuals um the culture is continuing to develop and evolve on a regular basis yeah. and with people like you and others that are adding to the tapestry that is northwest arkansas this place is is quickly formulating into a place to be reckoned with and um you know as we were saying before we started recording that man i you know like you said about raleigh how they it's grown and you know the research triangle the raleigh durham area it's a nice place uh, it's a beautiful part of the country like you said it's it's near the near the ocean mm-hmm. that's the only thing that they have that we don't have we're we not an hour we can't we, we we just can't get the beach that. yeah that is not sad. my husband he's not a beach guy but right. kids and I. well i'm a beach guy <laughs> and and so but but we certainly miss that but we're we're about nine and a half hours from destin so there's that but anyway i the point i'm i'm making here is that there are a lot of places around the country that are really opening, trying to open up doors to get people to come. But but Northwest Arkansas, to me, is a very special place as far as that's concerned. And that's why I have found it a mission of mine to let people know and share with them what I found out about it. And now what you're finding out and what you're sharing uh, here on this podcast, I think is going to be beneficial for some some parents in some other part of the country that are going to hear it and maybe they have a child that they're dealing with in their local community and they're, they're not their interests aren't being served yeah. at the highest level possible and they know that they have options and right. one option certainly is northwest arkansas so it definitely is yeah i appreciate you sharing that that i think that's really really important um tell me a little bit about so so you're you're not not only are you a professional photographer you're an author Obviously, you you do marketing on a number of levels, and we connected, or we saw each other also at NWA Fashion Week, mm-hmm. which was yeah. an outstanding event, and that was another event that brought together a wide, a wide cross section of the community, right? To to celebrate the creative ability of of those designers that are both local as well as from far away that came here 
that descended upon Fayetteville and descended upon Northwest Arkansas to share their designs and their ability to create some amazing clothing. And I, I was blown away by what I saw. I've been to several fashion shows before in the past, but but I, I was like, wow, this is I, I kept tapping myself because I'm like, this is in Fayetteville. I'm yeah. in Arkansas. Right. And look at what these guys are doing. And 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 um, you mentioned Robin Atkinson, who who kind of spearheaded that as uh, as well as some others. But I, I just uh, I would love for you just to kind of share real quickly your experience with NWA Fashion Week and how that has kind of um, helped you as you you've you have found several different opportunities to serve this local community with your skill set and ability. Yeah. So uh, to f- rewind a little bit. So I started the NWA Girl Gang on October 28th. I started an Instagram account because that's what I do. I can, you know, brand anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can I can brand a lot, you know, and I can I can do social media, you know, I get paid to do it. So right, right. I started an Instagram account for NWA Girl Gang, not really making myself a focus. So no one really knew who I was. And I still get messages to this day, like, who are you? Where did yeah, you come yeah, from? Exactly. And so at this point, I had only, um, we just had our one year anniversary in September of living here in Northwest Arkansas. So I just about lived here a year. Okay. Um, but I started the Instagram account for NWA Girl Gang. Um, I had seen some similar organ like community organizations. Um, the Rock Girl Gang, Rochester in Rochester, New York, where my hometown is, they okay. had something similar. Um, and then I was really inspired by Grace Bonnie's um, In the Company of Women, which is a book. It's just this giant book filled of women um, who have overcome adversity um, with their talents. You know, and just they're just really incredible women who. Um, who are all over the world um, or all over the country. I'm not sure, but um, that just, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot and they've, they've overcome the trials in their lives and it was really inspiring. Um, So I moved here and at this point I'd only been here a month, but my job was to kind of like immerse myself in, you know, the area, the restaurants and stuff. And so I started now I'm here in Bentonville. So Bentonville was my, my first you know, experience with living here in Arkansas, in Northwest Arkansas, and I hadn't really seen much because we didn't look at the area before we moved here. Right. Um, so I started picking up magazines, and, and the first thing that I was really devastated about is all the houses were brick. <laughs> and there was all these neighborhoods. I'm like, why are they all brick? Why do all the houses look the same? And then I started, you know, dropping my kids off at carpool and, you know, going to restaurants. And I'm like, pretty homogenous here huh right right. (laughs) i mean to say it i'm without you know it was it was hard because you know when we still go back to new york for summers there's people half dressed and wearing bunny slippers in the local grocery store right right? right. so it's a lively (laughs) city right um and then you know people i mean just the way people dress they're probably working for walmart they're business casual you know there's a lot of professionals here mm-hmm. middle class families um and we're all living in this area right here in bentonville and it was like hmm now i know a lot of bloggers that i've followed on instagram because i'm instagram savvy and i'm like there's more to northwest arkansas that this little pocket that everybody thinks is northwest arkansas which is you know bentonville right right and um, the Walmart country, what do they call it? <laughs> well, 
some people say Wally World. <laughs> um, some people call they, there are a lot of different names. And as I've actually spoken to people that work at Walmart, they all have different um, they all have different ways to describe it. Some people like I know I had uh, the girls from Jazzy J NWA, Jaron uh, and Jasmine <laughs> on, and um, they uh, Jasmine uh, they. It's funny because Walmart people relate to Northwest Arkansas in relation to store numbers. So it's like, well, I won't go south of 5260 or whatever the, whatever that Walmart is that's on 49. I think it's at, um, like right in Springdale. I think there's a store number associated with it. So they use store numbers to, to kind of delineate (laughs) where things are, but that's just the culture, right? right? I mean, it's just the way it is. It's it's totally fine. And, and I, I mean, I, I, you know, I think there's something to be said for, you know, what this culture is able to do. And, yeah. and, and, you know, outside of Northwest Arkansas, people talk about, uh, maybe they say things about Walmart because Walmart has its challenges as a corporate citizen one way or the other, as any corporation does. Yeah. No corporation's perfect as far as that's concerned. But, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And <laughs> I also think that, you know, more, there's way more good things that are happening because of Walmart, yeah. um, because of the the legacy of Walmart. So, and I've talked about Sam Walton quite a bit. I've talked about the Walton Family Foundation. I hopefully somebody's from the foundation is listening to this at some point because I definitely want to get you guys on the podcast. Uh, and one of my dream in, uh, inter- interviews would be to to sit down with Alice Walton or one of other one of Sam's other kids. Um, and talk with them as well as some of his grandkids. Cause I think it's, it's just a great story, but here's a family that was given so much by this area and by, by the country, by, by mind you, but they've given so much back. Yeah. And then you look at crystal bridges, you look at the momentary, you look at everything, everywhere that the Walton foundation family foundation has put their fingers on it. And granted you might say, well, that's just the Walton family. Yes, but it is an extension of Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I actually, I have a lot of good things to say about the Walton Family Foundation. I was, I'll get there. (laughs) And so, um, so within the first month of being here, I really wanted to start something. I had this dream to start some sort of movement or community organization where I could empower other women, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not your typical stay-at-home mom. Um, I've been working ever since my daughter was young, you know, because we had to to be home with her because she had therapy visits and stuff. And I was so stir-crazy that I decided to start my own creative um, art class company for, you know, private lessons with families in Raleigh because I needed to work. And then, you know, then I started freelancing. Um, and so I've always been home kind of for my kids, but you know, I've been working really hard. And so I had this idea, there's gotta be other women out there, other mothers that, you know, being mom isn't just who they are. And I was tired of having conversations like, Oh, cool. What do you do? You know, at school. And they'd be like, well, I'm busy, busy, busy being mom. And I'm like, okay, well, what else do you do? Like, how are you contributing to the community or society or what do you do for yourself? You know? Um, and so I wanted to create the girl gang, um, because, I wanted to feature women that were, that were following their dreams and their passions. And, you know, um, but then being here in Northwest Arkansas, I quickly changed my mission um, because I felt that there was a need to not only support and network and empower the women here in the community, 
but the diverse and unique women here in Northwest Arkansas. And so I changed my, my mission to promoting and celebrating visible, visible diversity, um, through female entrepreneurship. So my focus became all of, you know, featuring and networking and supporting and recognizing all of the women here in Northwest Arkansas that are unbelievably talented, but also so unique and so diverse. Um, And to create an inclusive, like an all-inclusive organization and movement. Um, And and also, I I didn't realize that everybody kind of functions so separately here. Um, I asked my realtor, and I'm like, where's the city? And she's like, honey, (laughs) there's no city here. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, where did people go to like get together. <laughs> right, right. And they're like, well, there's Fayetteville like 35 minutes away and there's Bentonville and Rogers and Springdale's and they all have their own little downtowns. And I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And so I also found that there was a disconnect with our female demographic because people just stayed in Fayetteville. Women just stayed in Fayetteville and they had their own little, I don't want to say click because that's not really. Silo. Is, I think silo, silo is, a, is, yeah. is a better word. I but, like that better. Yeah, yeah. It's much better. But yeah. I felt like, you know, and then there's women and, and let's talk about like creatives, actual female creatives, like, you know, my main audience and demographics where, you know, there, then people were just kind of stayed in Bentonville. And so I, I saw, that there was all of these amazing um, uh, groups that supported women in the community, women run and um, female entrepreneurship um, groups and women empowerment groups. Um, But I still felt like everybody was kind of segregated by the geography of the area. Um, But it also felt, maybe it's not intentional, but that everybody had their own agenda, right? And so I wanted to create something that was like, well, what's in it for everybody else? Because I'm certainly not going to be the, it's not about me. Starting the Girl Gang isn't about me. It's about making sure that I connect and bridge the gap between all of these amazing things that are happening with our, our female community or, and identify as female. I should make sure, sure. I say that too. But um, uh, like I wanted to be a hub where I can share your event and your event and your event. It's just, it's not about, it's not about my thing, right? Mm-hmm. We need something to stay connected um, because of just the lay of the land, but also because everybody's got a thing, right? Everybody's got a thing. And the amount of events um, that are going on, I mean, my calendar is chock full of of events. You know what? Let me ask you this. Since you brought that up, how do you even keep track? Because I know a lot of people are like, man, you know, they hear about stuff after the fact. It's too late yeah. by then. It's like, how do you keep up with it? Because I even struggle with it sometimes. <laughs> how do you keep up with all the local happenings here in Northwest Arkansas so that you don't miss something? Uh, Facebook events is really great. But mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people reach out to me personally, but it is also my job to to find events and 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 i share it um i share your events um through the girl gang channel the anybody girl gang channel so if you have an event to share um people started just tagging me um tagging well not tagging me but tagging the nwa girl gang Mm -hmm. knowing that they have events um so i just reshare that um i do have to say jazzy j they do a really good job resharing all the events um in the area Um, i couldn't live without them so I, i work off of you know, they're, they're sharing and we just kind of feed off of each other. And, and, uh, the, 
another reason why I started the NWA Girl Gang is because I think I, I don't I don't know if we talked about it yet, but people are disengaging from social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so one of the the big ideas behind the NWA Girl Gang through um, now and I do like networking events and events that connect women in the community. So we're never at the same place. Um, and we will travel to female run businesses to have meetups, Mm -hmm. um, as often as I can, because I obviously wear a lot of hats, but, um, and that's the idea is like, we want to get people off of their phone, right? People are craving these experiences. And, um, as an art and design enthusiast, that's why I'm so excited about Northwest Arkansas because, um, what Crystal Bridges is doing and they're, I mean, and the momentary, and the momentary. That's going to be and off the hook. They have selected some of the most diverse and unique and talented people. If they're doing, if they're doing it on purpose, if they're not doing it on purpose, I don't really care because right. they are creating this amazing uh, area filled with like very talented, creative people, and that makes me so happy. But it also means that we're all we're filling in you know, the area with people that aren't from here. And so sometimes it takes an outsider looking in to make something better. And, um, and that's what I, what I hope to do with the girl gang by connecting this, you know, this kind of disengaged area because of just, I mean, I I like to say that the geography is, is a lot of the problem. It's far. Like, you know, you drove from Fayetteville today. It's a drive, right? It's not that bad. Well, and you know, and it's all relative for me. And I, I know people that complain about it and I've talked about it on other episodes about traveling, even close distances in certain places where people aren't used to traveling a lot, then that becomes problematic for me. It's like no big deal. And I, I look at this, I think that, I think what you're doing is is right because it it's starting to bridge the gap between Fayetteville and Bentonville. And when I liken Northwest Arkansas, I liken it to a sandwich. The bottom half, the bottom piece of the of the sandwich of of bread is Fayetteville. The top piece is Bentonville, and you've got Rogers and Springdale making up all the meat in yeah. between. But the thing about it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the thing about it is, is that. It's you know in a have you ever had a sandwich where you only had one slice of bread? It wasn't as good. Right. You need you need the complete sandwich for it to be good. Yeah. Have you ever had a sandwich without the meat? It's well, unless you don't eat meat, it's not as good. So the bottom line is, I think each of these areas plays a part in it, and then when you add in some of the other outer lying places like Siloam, like um, uh, Eureka Springs. And other areas, uh, yeah, and all of the, the the state parks that are in this area that dot and surround Northwest Arkansas or a part of Northwest Arkansas, Beaver Lake. I mean, there's so much here. Yeah. And I just tell people they have to get out and explore. And honestly, had I not done this podcast, I would have never realized all of the great things that are here. And actually, that this podcast reaffirmed for me my decision, just like you said, you were staying here until your kids matriculated through school that that we were my wife and I were committing to stay in this area for at at least 10 plus years until my youngest son gets out of school because we want to we want to you know we want to grow here yeah and it's see a what happens time to do that. It's it is a it is time of change but it's 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 really good change and yeah. it's you know change that it's happening at a pace that's not outgrowing the area too quickly which we're excited about right um and so I promise I'm getting to Fashion Week stuff, but after, no, it's fine. It's so fine. you know, 
knowing that, you know, diversity and inclusion is, is my thing, you know, that it's my thing. <laughs> right. And, um, and then you throw my love of art and design and it just became this, this really eclectic, uh, thing that, that happened through the NWA girl gang of just all different types of people, women that were our advocates, that are makers, that are, are small business owners, that are, um, activists. I mean, and there's, there's room for everybody here Mm -hmm. in our female community, but there's room for everybody here. Um, and what I found is I personally started reaching out to the women in the community. So, um, I started featuring women right off the bat, you know, on the Instagram not and no one knew who I was. Only a few of them really asked you know, right, right, who I was. But right. um, you know, they're like, "Thank you, yeah, that would be great." And a lot of them were were maybe they're painters, or maybe they were um, they were talking about their own, you know, you know, advocacy, or maybe they run a small shop or right. clothing store, and they're like, "Who are you, and why are you doing this?" I'm like, "I'm just getting to know everybody here in the community." Yep. Um, but knowing that everybody that I reached out to was just had something to offer in the area and that just came from maybe they weren't from here originally but um it's just it really is what i found was it's just a beautiful diverse place and you don't see it at first right you don't see it at first and then i had to convince my cousin in brooklyn they're like you've got a frank you know a frank lloyd wright house House. i'm like just so you know um architectural digest featured the nwa twice already (laughs) um so now we have people we're getting the attention that we need They're like hey 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 no no we're here yes and we're doing some really (laughs) good things as far as arts and culture so watch out right and um and then robin atkinson found me she's like what are you doing who are you? Where did you come from? Um, because the success of the NWA Girl Gang was so organic and it happened so quickly. We haven't even had our first anniversary yet, but we've had seven or eight events under our belt. We have over 2,000 followers, which is not bad for you know not even being around a year. Um, and we've connected more women than, than I think anybody will ever know um, either – they're connecting for work opportunities or for support, um, or collaborating. Um, and, and that's an amazing thing. And I do have help. Um, Sarah Conley is a NYC resident who now lives here in Northwest Arkansas. She is a, um, a, uh, fashion writer and blogger. And so she helps me a lot, but she is also, um, an activist for body positivity. Um, and so she is a, a a plus size model and she writes on behalf of the, of the community that again is unrepresentative, you know, unrepresented. And so that's really huge that we could collaborate on a lot of ideas because, um, you know, there's still, there's, there's still things that need to be changed, right? Yeah. We still need to make sure that we're being accessible to the majority of the people or accessible to just everybody, right? Accessibility is like the key word uh, moving forward. You know, is is your organization ex- is accessible? Or is your clothing accessible? Is your house accessible? Is your business access- accessible? And those are all things that we need to start thinking about and right. talking about because we haven't been talking about it. 
Um, and so that's some, some goals that we hope to accomplish through the girl gang. So Robin Atkinson found me and she said, Hey, I've got this thing called NWA fashion week. You want to do some marketing for me? And I said, heck yeah, I do. Um, (laughs) because really, you know, scouring over Instagram and Facebook and social media, um, I had found fashion week and I said, well, look at this. This is just about the most diverse thing I've seen in the heartland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and she did. I mean, she she really um, reinvented Fashion Week that had been around, around for a while. Um, but she kind of rebooted it about three years ago. Um, and she was really showcasing the most diverse talent and you know, giving opportunities to creatives that were from all backgrounds and, you know, might not necessarily be from here. And um, so last season I did marketing and PR for fashion, the spring fashion week shows. Okay. Um, and I have since moved over to the Arkansas arts and fashion forum as marketing director, um, which is the nonprofit organization that is the, year-round support of the creatives so that it is it is the organization that works with that funds the designers to go to fashion week um but not only that um we were recently given a grant by the walton family foundation um so for me this is a new opera this is something that i don't know very much about but it's a new opportunity for me because i don't know anything about nonprofits. right um right. but i had the pleasure to go to the walton family foundation uh communications building workshop which is an all-day workshop and i was in a room full of the most amazing nonprofits and uh, some familiar faces i saw um people working with the Amazium, who obviously I'm so impressed because they're always working towards accessibility. Um, Crystal Bridges, they're, you know, they're always working towards accessibility. Um, I mean, just we have some really important organizations here that are working towards accessibility. And so it really just makes me so happy to be in a place that's working to, to, to include everybody in the community. Um, so, I also got to see all of the benefits, um, you know, love or hate Walmart. It's trickling down into this community. Um, It's giving us the opportunity here in Bentonville and in Bentonville schools to, you know, be able to pay teachers well, you know, indirectly, indirectly, right? But, you know, it, if we don't have a successful community, you know, that's making money and, you know, moving money and helping nonprofit organizations, then that opportunity to have, you know, inclusive experiences or, you know, um, accessible experiences, you know, probably won't happen. Right. Yeah. Cause it costs money. It, it costs money to make those changes, even to like towns. I'm not going to say names, but I've been to towns, little towns where they don't even have ramps up to the public library. Right. And we're not just talking about accessibility as far as like getting into spaces or being in spaces, but I mean, it could be experiences too, of course, um, in, and in our schools. So, um, so working with the Arkansas Arts and Fashion Forum, um, the idea is that we want to put into place small batch manufacturing to keep a lot of the fashion here in um in northwest arkansas right so we want to be able to manufacture clothing with our local designers and our local creatives that are here in the area but not only that um we've been working with the marshallese coalition of arkansas we've been teaching these women to sew so we can provide them job opportunities um so that's huge that's huge it's so huge so we can put that that 
you know, micro batch, that idea of like, you know, the micro batch uh, manufacturing into place, but also give them jobs, but, you know, give them opportunities to be their own entrepreneurs and to learn a new skill. I mean, who knows what they might do with that kind of knowledge. Right. Right. Um, And so, and now I I hope everybody can see the connections of, of what I'm about and, you know, what I do is, and it's really just about making this a vibrant and colorful place, um, which I know it's going to be. And I think if I had come a year later with this idea about the NWA girl gang, I don't know that I would be as, as successful, um, Why? Why? I don't because I think I came in at a point where there was, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of um, new organizations pop up where we're really involving the community, right? And mm-hmm. and of course, Fashion Week is an amazing thing. Um, um, that and so, so we have things here um, that are just really incredible. But I I think if I'd come a little bit later. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, I timing like is everything. Timing. I think it's just about it the timing is. because now we have the momentary coming in. We have all of these things like really cool stuff that is happening. Right. But I think I came in at a time where it's like mm, people were still feeling a little reserved, a little disconnected, and and it could have been you know whatever it is. Maybe they felt maybe out of place in the workplace or maybe disconnected through like again the you know how everybody is just spread out and Mm -hmm. stuff uh but now we're seeing more and more of these these experiencing creating opportunities like crystal bridges you know the rolling out new new exciting things every day but the momentary oh my goodness that's gonna be huge right it is yeah and and, and and you're right i mean and the momentary wasn't i didn't even know about that when i first moved here of course i mean that wasn't it might have been a thought in the in the on the production schedule or the programmatic schedule of Crystal Bridges in terms of how they were going to expand and create a much more uh, in, involved uh, environment to share the arts, which yeah. is what the momentary is going to be. But you're absolutely right. I, I I get it, and I think people need to understand that that you know timing is everything, and that cer- certain platforms, certain objectives aren't always ready to be well received. And I think what you're doing with uh, NWA Girl Gang and your platform that you have so deftly created in less than a year's time has come along at the perfect time. Yeah. And so I think it's an opportunity to grow. And when you look back now, maybe two or three years down the road, when you've got 36 months, 48 months under your belt of doing this, and you know, I, I'm not rushing time, but I'm just saying that you'll be able to look back and, and say with some perspective, wow, that did really make a difference that I was able to come about on the scene at this point. And look what we've been able to do. And three to four years. And I say all that because I really want people listening to this podcast to understand that, you know, Northwest Arkansas is kind of like this caterpillar that has become a butterfly. And it, and it is it is metamorphosizing into something very, very special, yeah. if I can use that analogy. And, you know, a lot of times when you look at a caterpillar, you're like, oh, that's just a caterpillar. It's no big deal. But once it becomes a butterfly... <laughs> and the butterfly here, I mean, we're 450,000 people. We're, they say we're going to be 850,000 people by 2040. There's 32.2 net new people a, a day moving to Northwest Arkansas. So um, your family included, my family included. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's to be expected that this area is, it, it was never going to stay the same for forever. 
And I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, I didn't want it to change. And some people are saying the same thing about Atlanta. Some people are saying the same thing about the Raleigh-Durham area. But no place ever stays the same. But places that grow um, with uh, uh, um, that, that allow for diversity of thought, diversity of ideas and grow in a measured way where, you know, they're constantly looking as to how they can serve the needs of the local community that's currently there, in addition to attracting those to come, mm-hmm. are going to benefit from that. And I think Northwest Arkansas is doing a really good job of that. I do, too. I think every convention and visitors bureau from Bentonville on down to Fayetteville has an understanding of what it's going to take for this area to be special. It's already special. You know, I, I believe in, you, you know, you say what you want to see happen. You say it now. And you're doing that with NWA Girl Gang. And I certainly applaud you. Thank you. That you're creating much. this platform and, and that, you know, doors are being opened up for you, for your skill set oh, and ability as a marketer, <laughs> as a professional photographer. There are a lot of opportunities there. And um, I mean, your husband gets to work from home and he has the benefit of having a really good job where he's able to express himself. I think it's just important. And, um, I, you know, my, my last question for you as we close out is, you know, what what what's next for Rachel Fox, uh, uh, <laughs> as, as if you don't already have a ton oh. of stuff to do. But what, what's next? Give us just a quick cliff note of, of, of what you think the next steps are for NWA Girl Gang and the things that you, you plan to do. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am very, uh, oh, goodness. I let everything just kind of flow, and I take every day at a time. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I said, well, did I do everything in my power <laughs> <laughs> to to be the best person I can be um you know did I work hard enough today did I was I you know did I spend enough time with my my family and my kids and you know I I don't think I'll ever be that balanced person and so obviously things I'm, I'm working at creating boundaries and like taking things off the table and you know like sometimes I, I've always been a yes person which is I think has been the key to my success is you know I've never turned down anything, but I'm starting to have the luxury to say, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm more productive, not multitasking. And I think when you work at home, or I mean, I do have an office now, okay. Um, but my husband and I have worked from home for many years, many years, and so I think it's really hard to, to separate what what is you know what is working time, what is home time, what is you know, husband and wife time and parent time and stuff. But I feel like our society has just blurred those boundaries so, so badly, you know? They have, yeah. um, Work-life balance does not, it's it's just, it doesn't exist the way that we think it does, so. So we are 30% less productive multitasking. Yeah, absolutely. And so I focus, I'm trying to focus on one thing at a time. What I am focusing on is that we have a media partnership with the Little Craft Show. I'm really excited about that because the Little Craft Show is one of the most impressive um, handmade markets that I've ever seen. Um, And we have people coming from Tulsa and Kansas City and Missouri um, that want a piece of this craft show. They want to they want to be in it. So we're really excited to be working with the little craft show as they roll out their three different shows. There's one in Bentonville, there's one in Fayetteville. Um, there's usually one in Springdale. Um, and so we are going to be focusing the next month or two on featuring the, the women that participate in the little craft show. And we're going to do an editorial and we're going to probably do, I do have a blog. Um, 
Well, we'll, we'll put all of that in yeah, the show yeah. notes because I want to make sure that people know how to connect with you and 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 what's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, uh, well, um, they can message me at the NWA Girl Gang. Um, on, on Instagram, Instagram. Right. you can find me on Facebook. Okay. Um, they can also reach out to me. I'm pretty. My my footprint is. I don't know. It's it's there. You know. Yeah, and so yeah. you can just kind of Google me. Or and, and I'll me. and I'll get I'm I'll get whatever email you want to share with us, and we'll put that in, in the show notes as yeah, well. So yeah. yeah. Um. So you can just put in Rachel Fox, Rachel Fox Kippet. Or NWA Girl Gang. Um, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is a is outside the box fox. That's my name. I like name that. Because I like to think outside the box. Um, my main my name is Fox, you get it. <laughs> uh, it's catchy. Right. Um, so the at sign and the first zero in outside the box. Um, is a zero because somebody had took the O and then they're not using it. But um, hate that those <laughs> those, dig, those digital squatters. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, but I'd also want to give a shout out to my husband who um, I had an event, a speaking engagement last night, and um, there are times where I'm not confident in my abilities to to get everything done in a week or in a month, and um, he's the one that's pushing me out the door. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, so I couldn't do it without his support, um, all the different roles, but I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd have to ask him, but pretty sure he's confident in my <laughs> abilities to make things happen. Uh, not just for me, but just connecting other people. Right. Yeah. And I said, when you walked in here, like, we're very visibly, visibly transparent people, right? We wear all of our feelings and emotions maybe it's the new yorker inside of us i don't really know but right. you know my husband also likes to joke around that i don't have any couth but you know i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> i think there's there's something then and that's going back to people that have just um been on social media and they're they're glued to their phones right and and i think just being candid completely candid is is something that we're all just dying for right Absolutely. it's just for people yeah. to be upfront and personal listen I'm, and I'm, you're doing it with podcasts as, you're doing it Randy. i'm trying to i'm trying to but i'm yeah. as guilty as the next of trying to wean myself off of social media and actually it's, it's funny because um one of the things and i haven't really talked about it on this podcast but i'm working on a book and Amazing. i got some real clarity about the topic of that book which i will share in a later episode of the podcast um, because I, I do want to get this community involved with what I'm doing, because I think the 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 the, the conversation and the and the topic of this book is is life affirming and life changing for anyone. It doesn't matter what age range you are, mm-hmm. but you know I think when you hit 50, you get a certain perspective and a certain dose of understanding about life that maybe you don't have when you're 20 or 25. And yeah. so uh, I know you're not there yet, but one day it's coming for you. And, and so, <laughs> but but I just I did I think it's interesting interesting to do that. And I think it's our shared collective experiences or what really get us through on a regular basis. So you even just sharing with me before we got on this podcast and then sharing with the I Am Northwest Arkansas audience, 
Um, it, it means the world because I, I think people need to hear these stories. And you may have just said one or two little things that totally free somebody and say, you know what? I, you know, I, I, I heard what, what Rachel was saying. I want to get out there and do something or I want to get involved with what they're doing or, or whatever. The bottom line is that we need to be out there encouraging each other on a regular basis because there's enough bad news to go around. Oh, yeah. So we need to be focusing on and clinging to the the life-affirming things that are happening around us on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you would want to believe the news reports that there's just all doom and gloom, but there's a lot of good things. There's a lot right. of light out there. And uh, I just want to encourage you, uh, you, uh, Rachel, as well as you, the listener, that uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening out there, some of which you are probably doing. So go out there and continue to make a ruckus, as my friend Seth Godin says. And uh, Rachel, we really appreciate having you Thank on the you podcast. Thank so you for coming yeah. and talking with me. And I'm so psyched to see more about your book and hear more about your oh book. Well, yes yes and i will reveal that soon and i'll tell you a little bit more off off air but but no that that uh that uh it's it's a long time coming and i'm really looking forward to it so, amazing well yeah. thank you for all that you do here in the community and for um showcasing northwest arkansas what it really is <laughs> okay good good well i appreciate that well there you have it folks rachel fox kippen from nwa girl gang uh, she's doing a whole lot. She's a marketer. She's a professional photographer. She is a professional mom. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so, sure. and an advocate for her kids. She does so much. She wears so many hats. But we just appreciate having her on the podcast, and um, we hope you enjoyed that, and we hope that you got a lot out of this. I think this podcast is going to be different because. Um, we had the chance to really hear from Rachel about her uh, odyssey to get here to Northwest Arkansas. And sometimes we don't look at how people end up here in Northwest Arkansas. So the first 12 to 13 minutes, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to those again, because she said, shared some very important pieces of information. One thing that I, I took away was just the willingness and the ability to find a school system that would work with her and her husband to create uh, a very positive uh, curriculum and a positive environment for her daughter. And uh, I, I just, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. And I know any, somebody that's listening to this, that's considering moving to Northwest Arkansas and may have a child that needs certain, um, th they may need certain educational uh, activities and certain things to be done that they might not be getting currently in their current school system. Well, I just got to tell you that, that uh, I'm encouraged just to hear Rachel's story. You'll be encouraged by listening to it again and, and uh, by sharing this information with someone that you know that may be coming to this area. But that's that's what we have for this week of uh, uh, this week's episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Again, I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. And as always, I'm excited to be with you. Remember, we come out every Monday at noon. We have a brand new episode. And uh, my goal is to get this this podcast out without fail every single week. I had a hiccup a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we got that worked out. But nonetheless, I'm excited. This is, I think, episode 37 or 38. I mean, we're we're moving up there and we're not even a, a year into this podcast. So we're going to keep them coming. If you have ideas about um, podcast episodes that you'd like to hear or maybe people that you'd like me to have on the uh, show, let me know. You can hit me up at randy at imnorthwestarkansas.com. You can also check us out on social media, Instagram, all of our connections are there. And just visit imnorthwestarkansas.com for all things related to the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. 
That's all I have for now. I will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.